I'm Julie. I'm Amy. And it's time to pucker up. Woohoo! So, since the last time we were on the air, we've done some things, seen some things. Yes, and Julie has emptied out the house of wayward hockey fans. I know, it's just me and Melanie and some dogs right now. It's kind of nice. <laughs> and I kind of hate it at the same time. Because, um, you, you know, sometimes, and I'll tell you how this started. So we had t- uh, Twitter users Fakeoy and Jessamy Griffin over. We were all making signs for the game against the Wild. And they had some reference photos that they were using of Marcus Johansson because they were going to a couple of different Bruins games. And they got left at my house. <laughs> and this was on the Thursday night. So on Friday morning, I get up and I go and I go to feed my dog after I've taken him out. And I open up the pantry door and there's video of this. Me opening the door and finding a picture of Marcus Johansson taped right above where my dog's food is. And so um, I posted, I actually posted this on the Patreon, the video of it that Danya took. And so from there, so we all go and we go to Kettler and we do all the Kettler stuff and we go to the game and we picked up some, some, we like had all our posters and all of our stuff and all of that. And Saturday morning, I got up later than everyone else, which was my first mistake. (laughs) There are eight. Thirteen heart-shaped cutouts of Marcus Johansson in my house. You found 13 of them. I have found 13. I have found them in my medicine cabinet in my bathroom. That one was real startling when I went to brush my teeth that first morning. And like, I knew, I knew after that first day, they were going to be all over my house. That was the, the, the funniest one. And you can decide if the funniest one was literally this past Saturday, over a week since it happened. <laughs> Opening up my wallet to pay to play hockey and um, discovering one in my wallet. You know, have you checked throughout your purse? There may be others. You know what? I didn't, but I doubt there are other ones in my purse. Melanie, who was privy to be the one getting stuck in my wallet, uh, has shaken her head. Ah. Huh? I put the one in your wallet. Oh, she, (laughs) Melanie, is responsible for the one in my wallet. Ah. I'm sure Melanie is responsible for more than. Uh, Melanie one. is responsible specifically for the one in my my wallet and the one in my pill bottle. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, I'm surprised that one of the ones that I moved, like the one that I moved off my laptop, hasn't ended up underneath my pillow or something. Because that's Melanie's style. You have a bookcase headboard, don't you? Yeah. Oh, but you were you were in bed, so they couldn't have hid them anywhere. No, they didn't come. In in, they room. didn't come in my bedroom. It all happened before I got out of bed. Okay. And I got straight out of bed and went in the shower. So between when everybody else got up and when I got up and came downstairs, it was when it all happened. Was when all the other ones in that because the only one I found upstairs was the one in my medicine cabinet. So there's been my medicine cabinet. There's one in my fridge. There's one in the cabinet where all our cups are. There's one in um the bat cave on the on the computer there's one stuck to the tv there's one stuck to my front door there's one stuck to the roomba which really represents misrepresents who the roomba is as a person because the roomba's name is andre there was one i mean they're sticking with the swedes though (laughs) there was one in my car there was one oh bob just got pulled by the way oh my since we started recording boston has scored twice wow and uh bob just got pulled it's four nothing with Four minutes left in the second. Not great, Bob. Yeah. And um, (laughs) 
Uh, let's see. There's one. Um, there was one in a pill bottle. There's one on my laptop. I it's just. I don't. I don't know. There's. I just had a horrible thought. So what? they went to your medicine cabinet. Have you tried maybe lifting the lid, the I'm secondary lid of your toilet? Lifting the lid of the toilet tank. Okay. No, no, no. Not the toilet tank, but like the secondary lid that you would normally not lift. Like the seat, you... the toilet seat. Yeah. I don't yes. think it's on the toilet seat. I don't think anybody anybody would be that unconscious. I don't know why I called it a secondary lid, but secondary. hey, that's the kind of day I'm having. Somebody in the Slack, in the Russian machine Slack, since this has been going on, one of the suggestions has been rolled up in a roll of toilet paper, which would be super easy because I use those toilet paper rolls that don't have the tube. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I the funniest one was the one in the fridge because I don't remember what I got in the fridge for but then I turned around and it was just there eye level with me and I was like I fucking hate this <laughs> and then no the funny no maybe the funniest one was when I was in the kitchen um like Friday or something mid, and finally looked up at your mid hanging stars so I've got this like swag bunting of like iridescent stars hanging in my kitchen and there's one stuck to them and I didn't notice until I was like mid swig of like day quill on Friday so we're really like having like a fever dream in my house so this is what having hockey people in my house has done to me so now I have a complex and I'm terrified where I'm gonna find like the other five Jojos speaking of fever dreams <laughs> is it worth mentioning Melanie's so <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, but Melanie had this dream. And she I come downstairs this morning and I sit down on the couch next to her and she says, Julie, I had to tell you about this dream that I had. And she's telling me, okay. And I told a very shortened version of it on on the Twitter. Do you want to just tell it? She's sitting next to me, by the way. And um, she says, so I had this dream that Brooks Orpic called the blog and neither you or Amy was available. So Eric, her little brother, Eric, for whatever reason, took a message and he couldn't get a hold of me because I was in my compulsory gym class. And then he kept not being able to get a hold of me because then I had to go to my algebra class because for <laughs> some reason I had an algebra class that had both a lecture and a lab. Good Lord. And then when I came back and finally found out that like, Brooks Orpic had contacted all these little blogs, including in, like, Latvia, and according to Melanie, she doesn't remember why Latvia is the only one she can remember, but that one stood out to her, um, to let them know that he was retiring. We don't even have, like, a Latvian player. That's so weird. No, we don't. And so we got scooped on the Brooks Orpic retiring story because I had to go to algebra. And then she says to me... And then be in the lab. Then she says to me, Brooks Orpic just had to screw you over one last time. <laughs> She's sitting next to me on the couch. I can hear her laughing. Cry laughing. She has pulled her hoodie up over her head. And then she sends the, sends the tweets to her little brother. And he says, don't worry, I'll make sure you get the message next time or something like that. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Even if you are in algebra. Even if I am in algebra. I mean, so. that whole dream is a nightmare on so many levels. 
Oh, and also there were other aspects to this dream where she had a pet cow and it was out in the yard and it was getting its feet muddy and she had to clean its feet off. Only instead of hooves, it maybe had paws. There was like a lot going on. So potentially Melanie also has a fever. I'm thinking. She maybe needs to go to the doctor to get investigated. Good Lord. Yeah, so uh, shit got weird last night. In Melanie Dream World it did. So, all of that aside, which is, like, the first half hour of this podcast, <laughs> um, we, when we recorded last, we were headed to Newark. We did end up... That feels um, like years ago. It really does. Me and you and Danya and B from Russian Machine all went up to Newark, and we saw the Caps play the New Jersey Devils. The Caps won. The Devils did score a goal, so we did get to hear the best goal song in the league. And speaking of which, I forgot until last last night that the uh, Florida Panthers goal song is a Jimmy Eat World song, so second best goal song in the league. Maybe this summer I'll go through and I'll find all of them and decide if there is truly anything better than the Gaslight Anthem, but I doubt it. And It's certainly not the fucking Hall and Oates shit that, Toronto you know what I, Oh, there's some... I should not have left this on. There are some fisticuffs. I'm oh, distracted because no. Marcus is in the middle of them. Oh, no. He skated away. It's fine now. After the game, we ended up going to a bar with the New York City Caps crew. Which was fun. Which was awesome. And we stayed way too late at the bar. Mm-hmm. We learned we about didn't get home till three in the morning. <laughs> we learned about Pinot Grigio shots. We did, which was wild. Um, while we were in there, to not to like cross over with our next topic, but while we were in there, on the way to Jersey, we learned that the Capitals would be visiting the White House on the following Monday. Blah, blah. Which we were all like, well, like we're standing in the Starbucks in the Delaware Travel Plaza, just fucking disgusted well and i was outside smoking a cigarette and when i walked in i was like y'all heard right you could tell by our faces that we i heard, know though. like you knew mm-hmm. like there was like some stomping there were angry welsh women so while we were in the bar <laughs> so pinot grigio shots is what the new york city caps crew does when the caps score a goal and they have like a whole chant that goes with it so our shot our official shot is fireball and maple syrup but because you can't get maple syrup in most bars we just do fireball so we did i had my very first fireball shot you did we had uh amy had her very first fireball shot as we toasted brett Connolly for saying he respectfully declines to go to the white house which was great transitioning into that discussion uh, we're pretty disappointed with a lot of the washington capitals disappointed but not surprised correct um, a lot of them are international. Um, Brooks Orbick is a big disappointment because he did say, oh, I have some of the same values as Brayden Holtby, who did not go. Right. But Brooks Orbick is like, well, we have the same values. No, you fucking don't if you fucking went. And you're fucking American. Yep. Brooks Orbick here to screw us over again. We learned that Trump can't say Kuznetsov. That was pretty fucking funny. F. Jenny Kuznetsov. <laughs> and um, I don't know, man. It just feels shitty. It feels shitty because so many people... It feels shitty to have your team go. Yeah. And it feels shitty for... Like, I knew... T- like, fucking TJ Oshie's a Trump supporter. Like, fuck it. We knew that. Phoenix Copley's fucking all right. We knew that. Like, some of it... Like, it's disappointing, but not surprising. Actually, some of it's not even that disappointing. 
Like, is, is it surprising that Ovi fucking went? No. Do I still hate it? Yeah. What's worse is all the people saying, well, we have to keep politics separate from sports. Then why the fuck are we going to the White House at all? Right. Why do we have to play the anthem before every game? Why do we have to play both the American and Canadian anthems before games? I really hate that. You know that's my least favorite night is when we have two anthems. I don't oh, know. but see, you're going to be missing, missing the, I'm not the going, last I'm two not anthem going to night we're going to have for a while. Yes. Although they will probably sing it in French. They'll probably have Bob do it because he sings it in French. I fucking hate when they're... I don't like the anthem thing to start with. And I really hate when there's two anthems. But what people don't understand is that this, like the people saying, oh, well, slurs are just part of hockey. It's the same fucking thing. You don't understand how it makes marginalized people feel, how it makes black people feel, how it makes women feel, how it makes queer people feel. Why the fuck do you suck so hard? I don't know, and this may be a discussion for another day, but we could talk about the NWHL. Yeah, let's throw that in really quickly. So the CWHL is ceasing operations on May 1st. They kind of sprung this on their players. And everybody. And everybody. And the NHL has previously said, and you can refer to, I believe it was Black Girl Hockey. Um, I know Fatu would be able to point you in the right place because I believe, since I believe it was Black Girl Hockey, I was believe that someone with Black Girl Hockey asked them about it when they were there meeting with Gary Bettman. So Fatu would be able to elaborate on this. When they were asked about it, the NHL, Gary Bettman said, no, we're not going to step on any toes. We're not going to step in. What it turns out is that NHL has been giving $50,000 per league to sponsor those two leagues. Mm-hmm. And now they're just going to give the whole 100000 to the NWHL, which is yeah. a third of an entry-level player's salary. No, a, si- a, a third or a sixth? A sixth. Yeah. I think it's, I think men is six fifty. Shit. Like, it's truly, it's like, it's, it's, it's barely even lip service. Well, and there was a great thread, and I can't remember who did it today on Twitter, where they were like, we're going to go on a little adventure. And they retweeted a whole bunch of tweets where the NHL gave $100,000 to something. They're giving away $100,000 in their bracket challenge. Yeah. They gave $100,000 to Hockey Fights Cancer. They gave $100,000 to... I don't know. Like, it was a huge list. And it's everything that they sponsor. But are you really... Like, this doesn't tell me we're growing the game. No, and they're so worried If it's just about... your, stock, your, your stock contribution to something. Right. Like, they talk about wanting to grow the game overseas, but they won't allow players to participate in the Olympics. They want to grow the game, but they won't support women's hockey. And I hate the comments on anything. It's like, and it's just chads saying, oh, well, women's hockey just isn't as good. There's not as much skill. It's not as exciting. Put Hillary Knight out there on the ice with any of these motherfuckers and she'll destroy them all. Every fucking one of them. Well, you know what the chads mean when they say it's not as exciting, right? They can't fight. So? They can play. Like, I'm not really, I, I wanna, I'm not here to watch fights. Yeah, fights are a perk, but I would rather not. We're going to talk about right. some fights later. I know. Yeah, and that's how I feel about it, too. Fights are interesting, but nah. Like, it won't stop me from watching a hockey game if you tell me, by the way, there aren't going to be any fights in this game. Uh, It didn't stop us from watching the Olympics. They're not allowed to fight in the Olympics. Right. Are it they... didn't stop a whole shitload of people Actually, from watching that gold medal women's game either. 
Are they allowed to full body check in men's hockey in the Olympics the way they are in NHL hockey? Good question. Not allowed. So they have a list here. This is interesting. Of the differences. Mm -hmm. The ice size, the goal distance from the boards is different by two inches. Icing rule is different. Headshots. This is interesting. In the NHL, headshots, anywhere from minor penalty to a major game misconduct. In the Olympics, it's a minor penalty and includes a mandatory 10-minute misconduct. And a major penalty includes a game misconduct. Gee, maybe we should quit that rule. Fighting. Oh, in the Olympics, fighting is a five-minute major plus a match penalty and the player gets tossed from the game. So you cannot so fight. So you cannot the fight hockey. in the Olympics. And yet people fight. still watch it. Mm-hmm. And they don't say anything about body checking. The other two categories are penalty shots and the goalie crease. But at the end, there's a little blurb that says, additionally, women's Olympic hockey is a no-checking sport. I mean, women's hockey typically is no-checking. So watch for the occasional penalty for a body check. It's no-checking, but it's real loose with what a check is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw some things in a Rivers game. I was like, oh, my God. So the Stars game, the Stars um, have the ability to clinch. And I have the TV on. This is stupid. The Stars have the ability to clinch tonight because they've been refusing to clinch. So they already. Have that had... sounds so sexual. They've been refusing to clinch. <laughs> Don't laugh. The Caps are the same fucking way. And um, so Zuccarello, surprise, back in the lineup tonight. And already has two assists. Yeah, Holy baby. Hell. And I tried my. Did my garbage man score any goal? Any of those goals? I have no idea who scored those goals. I just saw the score. One of them might have been Klingberg. It was showing Klingberg, but it was also showing Claude Giroux. And God knows the Flyers hadn't scored anything. One last thing under our general news before we get into the rest of this. Bryce Harper released his farewell note to DC, and we're not we're not a we're not a baseball people. No. But. We've talked about Bryce Harper before because Bryce Harper is a Vegas native who had the nerve to show up to game. Be a dickhead? Yeah, he played for DC. On one hand, I can see like why Bryce Harper would be a Vegas Golden Knights fan because he's from there. But on the other hand, like you live and work in DC, maybe like DC fan, bro. Yeah, that's like the, like, mm. so he rolls up to game four and we made fun of him when we were in Vegas because they had like this little like promo on their video board about Vegas born and we're like, all right, motherfucker, you play in DC. DC is going to take that real well. And then I remember those girls behind us who really hated him because one of he cheated on one of their friends. And I will never forget. You talked to them more than I did. Oh, you may have been gone when they were telling me that. But yeah, this girl behind us was like, I fucking hate this dude. He's an asshole. And I'm like, what? She's like, he cheated on one of my friends. And I'm like, seems like a fuckboy. He's got fuckboy hair. You know what I mean? Anyway, so he shows up at game four of uh, the Stanley Cup final and in a Vegas Golden Knights shirt, shirt, jersey. And like the Caps really shellacked Vegas that night. And so he's like pissy when he like leaves part of the way through the third. So he didn't endear himself to a lot of DC. So of course tonight everyone at Nats Park is like giving him the John Tavares treatment. So in his farewell, he thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. The Silver Diner. The Silver Diner. The Silver Diner. And a couple of other places that I've already fucking forgotten what were. Anyway. Uh, The Italian shop and something. Some high-end Italian restaurant in Georgetown. Um, So basically, 
the entire internet's been cracking on him about Silver Diner all day long. Because it's just Silver Diner. It's not the Silver Diner. Silver Diner sponsor Not to mention, us. it's a fucking chain. That's like saying I'd like to thank Legal Seafood. <laughs> I don't... I fully stand by this, and I tweeted it more than once today. I hope when Brooks Orpic retires, he shouts out the Bed Bath & Beyond next door to the arena. Now, if he really wanted to, what he could have done was shout out some DC institutions like, oh, I don't know, Ben's Chili, Ben's Bowl, Chili Bowl, who has a stand at the fucking park where you played, uh, Busboys and Poets. Because he's never actually been in DC. That was the thing. Everybody was like, oh, wait. Yeah. The only time this dude's ever actually been in D.C. is to go to Nats Park. And that one time he went to a Caps game and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So you. And also now, see, and also I kind of got the feeling that maybe he's got some kind of sponsorship deal with Silver Diner. What? It was weird. There were like Silver Diner, cat. like he went to Silver Diner after some, after the All-Star game or something. I don't know. It was weird. It got weird. That is weird. I want a sponsorship with Silver Diner. <laughs> I don't want unlimited. You want to get paid in cheese fries. I want to get paid in cheese fries. The only thing worth eating is Silver Diner. Anyway, there's I've one I've never in... been to a Silver Diner. Are you kidding? We're going to Silver Diner. Amy's never been to a Silver <laughs> Diner. Melanie is horrified. <laughs> it's not, I mean, like, as far as diners go, it's a shitty diner experience. It is not a diner. And mm-hmm. they're do- they do this like farm to table, like locally sourced thing that's not fucking diner food. So if you're going there expecting diner food, you're not fucking getting it. But cheese fries and milkshakes and maybe a patty melt. Sold. And um, anyway, there's one in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So that's pretty close to Philly. So he can still go to Silver Diner. But the whole reason that I added this in is because I wanted to ask you, Amy, what you would shout out in your DC farewell. Oh, I just, I rattled off too. Ben's Chili Bowl and Busboys and Poets. I've never been to Ben's Chili Bowl. Oh, it's good stuff. I've been across the street from it many times, but I've never been. Boston just we scored st- again. Five nothing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Boston remembered how to play hockey, I guess. Or Columbus forgot. <laughs> well, how far are we into this game? This third period just started. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, so my shoutouts would be Ben's Chili Bowl, Busboys and Poets, and maybe Georgetown Cupcakes. No, that's your sellout one. That's your that, sellout that, one. That is, my, that is kind of a sellout one. But if I was doing it Bryce Harper style, I'd shout out, like, five guys. And <laughs> Do you have, like, a specific five guys? There's one down by the Nats Park. Oh, is there? That's why I'm thinking of it, yeah. Five guys and, and, and Starbucks. I want to, mine, okay, so I would shout out Zaytania, because I love Jose Andres only. Mm. Tivana. That's not Tivana, Tism, I'm sorry. Ah. If, if my sellout one is this one specific Starbucks caddy corner to the World Bank that I used to go <laughs> to like three days a week. Just that one Starbucks. No other Starbucks, though. Because no other Starbucks exists, Julie. Because it was the one you went to. There were like four other Starbuckses within walking distance. One of them, uh, one of them, everybody that worked in there was assholes, and one of the other ones was like the, the, uh, the congressional Starbucks because it would just be like fucking federal workers in there, and sometimes you would see like actual like Congress people. I never did, but I knew people who did. But see, that's the thing about it, like. That's how this works in his head. Like, there is only one Silver Diner. It is the Silver Diner because the he one in went Clarendon. there. Yeah. I think I said on Twitter, uh, Silver Diner's dead to me because they closed the one in Laurel. Wow, oh. I lived in Laurel. So what were we going to do? 
We used to, like, it'd be, like, 11 o'clock at night. It'd be like, hey, you want to go to Silver Diner? Oh, fuck, now you can't because they closed the Silver Diner. We've gone on it. Like, what's the message, Gary? Well, there's several messages, Gary. Most of them are about <laughs> Cedric Paquette. Mm-hmm. So, Cedric Paquette took Michael Kempney down, had him on the ice, and was punching him with refs trying to pull him off. Mm-hmm. And he ended up being pulled off by TJ Oshie. Now, he, because dad strength. Yeah, sure. And he, he did get, I think, two minutes for this. For roughing. Mm-hmm. No other repercussions, even though, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about County in our low lights, because it's bad. Then, mm-hmm. next game, he lays his headshot on Jordan Stahl, and results in a two-game suspension. That's like, he is, like... He's a dirty fucking player. You can say it. He, I don't want to, like, not to be facetious, but he is what people think Tom Wilson is. Yes. I mean, like, I really, like, and he's a good player. He doesn't have to be that way. And, like... We're going to get into that, too. So, like, what's the message, Gary, that if you're on Tampa Bay Lightning, you can just play however the fuck you want? Or if you're on the Boston Bruins, or... I'm looking at Brad Marchand right now. Don't Is he? It's telepathy. Uh-huh. They knew. I I do not have my TV on, just so y'all know. Oh, he was going to the bin! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Did somebody pay to sit next to him and scream at him, like, uh, like oh fakely, so that oh you could put it on Twitter and have the world see your hatred for Brad Marchand slash oh John God. Tavares? Oh, my God. I wish somebody pay me to go to a Boston Bruins game and yell at Brad Marchand, because I would love to. When you win the lottery, you can go get season tickets <laughs> when, for the Bruins next to the penalty box. When he and Marcus are not on the same team anymore. Anyway, so let's just get like to from Paquette. Let's get into lowlights because a lot of those involve Paquette. Mm-hmm. So from this incident with Paquette, we get Jacob Verana's first fight. No, nah, that wasn't Jacob. That was Jack Bub. Jack Bub Verana <laughs> uh, gets in his first fight. Who, he fought Sorelli? I believe so, yes. So Kemney goes down and there's all this drama and Verana has some kind of rage blackout and fights Anthony Sorelli and gets his clock cleaned because he's not a fighter. He's a lover. He's not even a very Correct. good lover. He's a little bit puker, puker cry. And um, <laughs> so he gets laid out. He gets his face cut open. His chain gets broken in a horrible series of events. Um, so he wears this cross and he kisses this cross before every game and he wears it in memory of his grandmother. So here's a horrible series of events that you have to go through knowing that this chain has got broken and this cross is lost somewhere on the ice. But fortunately, um, Kuzi found it, Kuznetsov didn't he? Kuznetsov found it lying on the ice and brought it over to Verona. And then Verona had to go down the tunnel because he had a five minute major for fighting and he was also bleeding everywhere. So, uh, yeah, he got his nose all cut up. It's, it's, it's very rakish. Well, yeah. He's very um, intimidating and handsome now, or something. Or something. And, um... He's a child. <laughs> truly. Kempney had a torn hamstring. Mm, which we just found out today. We found out today that his hamstring was torn. He had surgery on it. He's gonna miss four to six months. So his season is over. Yeah, I forget who I was talking to about it. Oh, it was probably Josh. And he's like, yeah, you don't move your leg without using your hamstring. Like, Period. And he couldn't. The worst part is that he was already injured when Paquette had him down on the ice punch. And the Mm -hmm. refs could not pull Paquette off of him. So I kind of feel like, you know, maybe Paquette should have seen some discipline for the refs physically having to pull him off of a guy. Other than a two-minute roughing. Because they're like, and like, for him not going. 
Like, there's no reason you should be just wailing on a guy down on ice and not letting the refs pull you away. And you should be disciplined for that. Well, and didn't Jack Bub get, like, the majority? Like, they both got five for fighting, but Jack Bub got an extra for something. He got two. Uh, yeah, he did get an extra for something, and I can't remember what it was. I want to. It wasn't an instigator. It was something else. It may have yeah, been, I can't it remember. Been an instigator, honestly. I don't remember. That was over a week ago. That aside, um, also in our low lights, we have the entirety of the Caps Wild game and most of the Caps Panthers game. Yeah, that's me snoring. Yeah, uh, I we. Mm. So the end of the Caps, like the last five minutes of the Caps Panthers game, was really good. It was actually the last nine. Was it nine? Mm-hmm. But like the Caps could have clinched um, the Metro Division. In, I don't like the clinching in the birth. This is the worst time of year. Chose not to. Of course, nobody else is helping them. No. If you need somebody to win, they are sure as fuck not doing it. Except Boston's doing it right now. They can still lose. Montreal and Tampa Bay are tied. Carolina is winning. Detroit is beating Pittsburgh. So some people are doing what we need them to do. Hooray! But not on a consistent basis. Um, as I, I do said, like the scoreboard watching part of this time of year, but I do not like the whole clinching word and the whole birth word. And clinching a birth is just not, I don't not like the phrase. You're not clinch your birth. I mean, the Dallas Stars have had the opportunity to clinch for like the last week and just they refuse to do so. Tonight, though. Tonight, they need one fucking point. One fucking point. Wait. I have faith. I don't. That's Dallas Stars. Well, that's just kind of person you are. This is Dallas Stars we're talking about here. True. But they got Mike Mudano on their side. Oh my god, if that cow is not real. I mean, he's real. It's the fact of whether or not he's going to stick around. You're so disappointing. It's not like they brought in a fake cow. No, that was a real cow. Um, in highlights, uh, I have Brett Connolly, Braden Holby. Yes. The only men I fucking trust. The world's oldest 26-year-old, and anyway, here's Wonderwall, are the best two men on our team. Yep, well, them and... All the ones who refused to come back. Just to come like, back, <laughs> yeah. Beagle and Groovy. Beagle, and... I kind of feel like maybe I just didn't really, like, truly didn't have the time. He's like, I'm in Vancouver, bitch. Because Beagle, I feel like, is a Trump supporter. I mean, he's an outdoorsman. He wears a lot um, of plaid flannel. Grubauer, however, I feel like, was like, nope, and here's an excuse. Bye. Yep. Yeah. Na- oh, yeah. Nathan Walker 100% wouldn't have gone. Um, Shane Gersich, I don't know. Don't know if they extended the invite to the Hershey guys, but they should have. Because they yeah. technically were on the cup winning team. Travis Boyd was there. Of course, DSP did not go, true to his word. Mm-hmm. So, fuck DSP, DSP. I mean, and not to be a shit weasel about it, but do you think it's a little bit interesting that they called Tyler Lewington up over the weekend? Uh, like, they say that it's due to cap restraints, but... I think it's just because they didn't want to call the brown guy up until after they went to the White House. I mean, let me be an point. asshole here. That's a good point. But it was because of cap restrictions. I, I mean, but also they didn't want to call the brown guy up. He would not have gone anyway. He wasn't on the team, but. Right. The Caps, in revenge and in the, hey, fuck you, beat Tampa Bay 6 to 3. Yeah, they did. So, and Ovi scored his 50th and 51st goals so, in said beating. Tampa Bay beat us a couple of times. And then we figured them out. And then, like, here's the thing about Tampa Bay. They can't score goals on us unless we put them on the power play. You can't score goals on a lot of people unless you put them on the power play. Which means they're not actually a good hockey team, doesn't it? Well, that used to be us. Hmm. That was the Adam Oates caps. Need a goal? Let's get a power play. Let's have OV score. Yeah. 
So, TJ Yoshi scores a goal. Nick ba- uh, TJ Yoshi scores another goal. Nick Bastrom scores a couple of goals. And then Alex Ovechkin rolls up and he's like, here's number 50. Okay, you want another fucking statement? Here's number 51. Suck a dick, Tampa. Pretty much. So tell me about uh, Devin Dubnik, Amy. Okay, so Devin Dubnik is smarter than we give him credit for-ish. I mean, look, so hockey player. I, I, I can't remember who he was playing, and I didn't have a chance to look it up, but the Wild were playing somebody last week sometime. And during some sort of kerfuffle, the goal, Dubnik's goal, came off of its mooring. But not, I mean, far enough to know that it was off, but not far enough to garner the attention of any of the refs. So no whistle was blown. So Dubnik says, okay, um, and I don't know if it was partially to maybe get the ref's attention and partially because he figured, fuck it. He knew that any goal scored on that net that was off of its moorings wouldn't count. So he took himself out of the game for a sixth player, a sixth forward or sixth skater. Except when he came running to the bench, nobody on the bench knew that what he was doing or why he was doing it. And so it was mass confusion and it took him so long to kind of explain himself and, you know, long in hockey terms is less than 30 seconds, but so long to explain himself that he finally ended up turning around and going back to the net and getting the ref's attention and saying, yo, look at this net and blow a whistle somebody, please. Fix your Um, shit. Yeah. But it was kind of genius, in my opinion, to see that situation and try to take advantage of it as much as you possibly can. Because, you know, again, unlike... The situation where there's a delayed penalty, you know, once the other team gets possession of the puck, then the play's blown dead. Well, it comes close to that in saying even if the other team does come roaring down the ice with the puck and shoots it into the goal, the goal's off its moorings, no goal. I just thought it was it was brought to my attention by Steve Dangle. Put a dollar in a Steve Dangle jar. <laughs> I and believe, the boys on the Steve Dangle podcast. I believe when you told me about this initially, you were like, all right, preemptive Steve Dangle jar here. <laughs> yeah, we do need to get a we Steve got Dangle one, jar. We're going to put it right inside my living room door. And when you walk in my house, you can just preemptively drop a dollar in. Okay. But I, I think what we should do is actually do it and um, and then give the money to Easter Seals because that's his charity of choice. I like that, actually. I thought about that today when I was out driving around doing stuff. So um, a couple of other things actually from games tonight really quickly that I feel are highlights. Uh, Marcus Johansson scored his first goal as Bruin. Woo! And then this one you didn't see, but I think you'll enjoy it. I read it. I read ahead a little bit. (laughs) Go on. In the Penguins versus Detroit Red Wings game, Bertuzzi and his greasy hair made a shot. And uh, Murray caught it. Except though. Except... Then they were looking at it, and they were like, hey, Murray's glove is actually behind the line. So it was a good goal. Good goal, motherfucker. We broke our stream running it back for me to show Melanie. And I cackled. <laughs> Lord, did I cackle. I love any misfortune that should befall Matt Murray. <sighs> Matt Murray. Fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. Formerly of the Murray and Flurry tandem. But now just Murray. Boston just scored again. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, to be fair, while you were talking about Dubnik, Columbus scored, but oh. is now 6-2. Jesus Christ. Uh, so anyway, uh, Matt Murray, not as good as hockey as everyone thinks he is. Olympic rules in this shootout, boys. Order of shooters is me, 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 and then me again. 
I'm fucking TJ Yoshi. So thylites. Neilander's got Thylite. new Reebok ads out. Yes, he does. We discovered these on our trip to New Jersey. I don't know. It was after the um after the wild game because we were all in the car. No, or was it after the? It was in. It was after a hockey game because we were all in the car and everybody in the back seat could see it, but I couldn't because I was fucking driving. See, I think that's because we, it was on like on the way home from New Jersey no, or something. No, because Lindsay was in it. Because uh, Lindsay was in the car. Oh no, no. Then it was the wild game. It it, it could have been the lightning game because Lin. It was it the wild game. No, it was the wild. It was the wild game because Michelle was the one that found them and she was standing in the line at the Hagen Dazs while Lindsay was deep in conversation with someone else in the line, just kind of, like, holding it up, just <laughs> inside of Lindsay's field of vision while she was having this conversation, just to see if Lindsay would notice it. That's So funny. it was after the Wild Game. So I saw the, like, photos, and then I didn't see the video, because everybody saw the video while I was driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. And then you added a second bullet in the highlights today. I did. And that is that our good hockey son... Baby V, Jack Bob Barana, is still afraid of women, mainly because they were, were they showing the pregame last night for the Panthers? Or maybe it was the last, it was, it was one last, of the last it was couple last games night, in a row. I remember you saying something about it last yes, night. Yes, because, and there were these girls who all had these signs that wanted to ask him to prom, and he, it was just a shot of these girls and these signs, and him, and it was like opposite ends of the television screen, and he just looked terrified of these poor teenage girls who all they wanted to do was go with Jack Bub to the prom. But he still, I mean, he's like... He's like in the in in the junior leagues of providing us with erotic chain content, I believe. Oh. Yes. I know that Ovi lets his chain breathe and that's that's big time. Dude, Ovi's Ovi's chain content is the prime erotic chain content. But like, I think with the ripped out neck of that hoodie from Vegas last season, like there ain't mm-hmm. nothing better. But I think Jack Bub is working on like I, I think he's like the little the, the little grasshopper to Ovi's mm-hmm. <laughs> Ovi's big boy erotic chain content like Jack Bub is trying to follow in, in dad's footsteps one day one day when I'm his chain is not something tied to his grandmother yes have erotic chain content I, I just think I wanted to put that out there as a as a thing that might become Ovi the flavor flav of hockey players oh Jesus Christ I mean he kind of is I wish you could have seen the look Melanie just gave me. (laughs) All right, let's get into our listener questions because we have a bunch and some of them are going to be extensive. Discussion points, yes. Yeah. So let's start with a real dumb one. From Jarka, what positions would Koozie and Henry play if they were hockeys? I'm going to let you go first. So Koozie is some kind of forward, but he's like a real dumb one. He's He's like Tom Wilson- Four years ago, where it's just a body flailing all over the place, hurting people. Okay, that's very close to my thought, which was some kind of forward who has to play on the penalty kill because he has to go everywhere and wave his stick in front of everything all the time. He has to... No, he's... he's, Who's he, Michael Latta? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yes, he is. That's exactly who he is. Melanie. Melanie finally went and got his, his, his claws trimmed today. Thank God. Oh, good lord. Don't look at me like that. He's judging me. He doesn't want to be Michael Latta, but he is. He is. I mean, unless we can find a hockey player with an underbite, Michael Latta, it is. Henry 
Henry's a goalie. Henry, if Henry's a hockey player, Henry's a goalie. <laughs> Melanie just sent me a message that says Henry is a goalie because he has weird rituals, which is true. That is true. I know you had some some other suggestions. Yes, yes, I did. My thought on Henry was that he was he's Coach Barry Trotz. He's stocky. His eyebrows say a lot about what he's thinking, and he likes to bark at people, especially people that he is not familiar with. I. When you were going through this the other night, I was like, here's this John Tortorella joke that I have half formed (laughs) about the barking thing. And then, but now I'm here to tell you, Henry, as an actual hockey player, is definitely a goalie. And he's the weirdest goalie I could think of. He's Ilya (laughs) Brizgalov. I hear Melanie. What? Vasilevsky. He's a witch. She says he's Vasilevsky and he's a witch. I doubt. I think he's he's Brizgalov. Why you have to be mad? Why you have to be mad? He's just game. That and oh, I, I do love wishes. Is it who's the guy that talks all high like that? That's Brizgalov. Brizgalov, right? I have no idea. It talks about the bears. <laughs> I don't know. And when wish wish does his impression, he talks like this. He's Russian, and he always talks about the bears. That's gotta be Briz. So yeah, that, I I could I could go for that. I think current goalie, what immediately popped into my mind was Roberto Luongo. <laughs> he's Eddie Lack. Oh, that ain't right. He's not tall enough to be Eddie Lack. I mean, he's not tall enough to be a goalie. Are there little goalies? Who is a little goalie? No, there's not. There aren't little goalies anymore. They're all at least six feet tall. Melanie just took him from me. That's rude. Um, that is rude. He's a stolen Henry. He didn't want to go either. From Sarah. Has anyone asked Sidney Crosby for his super important opinion on the CWHL? How will Canada move forward without his input? What about the men? Fuck the men. And fuck Sidney Crosby. I don't think anybody has, though, to answer the question. I don't think anybody has either. If they have, I haven't seen If they have his answer, it was insignificant and they didn't go with it because he'd say... Well, I really don't know much about what's going on in the CWHL, and um, I'm sure the players are really upset, and, uh, uh, you know, we want to offer them as much support as we can, and hopefully they'll land on their feet somewhere. It's pretty good Sidney Crosby impression, actually. It's my impression of Wish's impression, but yes. Uh, from Lindsay, when will fans and certain GMs of opposing teams learn to stop saying Tom Wilson is afraid of, is afraid of insert large player slash goon here? It usually ends with their dude having the shit beat out of them. Well, that won't ever stop happening. But because... like, you would think at this point they would have figured it the fuck out. No, because they think they think that reverse psychology works, which it doesn't. Tom Wilson has never met a man that he did not want to punch in his life. Except for my Correct. Dude, and he seemed to be having himself a hell of a time in Tampa. He was really enjoying himself. I was listening to um, the the podcast that Rob Carlin and Alan May do after that, oh after God. that particular How game. How can you stand to listen to that? Well, because every once in a while they have some good insight and they also have one of their producers on there and he gives Alan all the shit back that Alan gives him. So I'm like, I'm cool with that. So, um, plus they get to swear on the podcast, which is kind of nice. Anyway, Rob Carlin noticed, and once he brought it up, I remembered that after he got in that fight against What's-His-Butt from Tampa Bay, that he clearly won, he looked up at the Tampa Bay bench like, all right, who's next? With the 
biggest fucking grin on his face. You know like, what? I did. I could do this all fucking I night. I did notice that, and he could. And, like, I know I said I don't, like, when we were talking about women's hockey, that I don't, like, come to see fights. But look, if Tom Wilson wants to fight each dude on the Tampa Bay roster, one after the other, sign me up. I'm ready to watch. It's worth the price of admission to me. I mean, I wouldn't pay more for it, but it's worth the price of admission. <laughs> We're watching it on TV anyway. Like, if he yeah. wants to do it. No, I'll take it. And we do have to avenge the fallen. We do. Um, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's going to get some. Yeah. And it probably won't just be from us. Hopefully, whoever they play in the first round beats the shit out of them. I don't know. Because right now, it would be Columbus. Ooh, they're going to get their butts kicked. Or No. Right now, we have Columbus. It would be Montreal. I mean, here's the thing. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. I mean... And President's Trophy and all that other good shit. I really don't think... I'm going to go ahead and make my bold prediction here right now. I do not think Tampa Bay makes it to the conference final. Oh, I told you that. The President's Trophy will stop that. That's not how the President's Trophy works. You win the President's Trophy, you don't make the conference final. You go out in the second round. Well, and I, I, the only other reason that I listen to that Cavs podcast that I told you about is that I get to yell back at it. And I did yell back at it because they're like, you know, as it stands right now, we could have the same three rounds up to the finals we did last year. We could go through Columbus and then Pittsburgh and then Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I was like, unless any of those teams lose. No, it's Boston. Boston in the Eastern Conference You really want to go, you really want to go to Boston, don't you? Look, I may have reasons. But I also, like, logically, I don't see Toronto beating Boston. I don't see the Habs beating the Lightning. But I don't see Tampa Bay making the Eastern Conference Final. There we go. Boston. No, there you go. Logically, to me, it seems like it should be Boston. See, I, I, and I can follow that line of logic, but I, it, my line of thinking at this point is anything can happen, but I know Tampa Bay ain't going to be there. No. I really don't think Tampa Bay is going to be there. All right, more questions. Have Bolts fans gotten... This is also from Lindsay. Have Bolts fans gotten worse, or have they always been like this? And with a sub-question from Kate, which is, have the Bolts gotten dirtier, or did I just forget because we haven't seen them in a solid calendar year? Okay, the answer to the second question is, no, you just forgot. It's true. And the answer to the first question is, yes, they've always been like this, and the reason I know because I went to high school with Dave, who has always been a Tampa Bay Lightning fan since he moved there from Connecticut, and he's always been like that. So here's the way I look at Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay fans. I don't think about Tampa Bay at all. Yeah, the only time I ever thought about Tampa Bay was when they were getting ready to play the Caps, and I'd get a bunch of shit talk from David and be like, oh, I guess we're playing Tampa. Right? Okay, unless they're playing the Caps or the Devils. I'm not fucking play it, paying attention to Tampa Bay because I don't care. They don't mean anything to me. I mean, they mean a little bit more now that they roughed up our boys. But Look, now there's a vendetta. It's different. So, mm-hmm. But the way I look at a Tampa Bay fan, and this is from my experience on Twitter, and you know we all get those people who are searching their team's name to find the person who's saying something they don't like about their team mm-hmm. so they can go and start an argument about it. I guarantee you an My experience 99% of the time with Tampa Bay fans on Twitter has been they are the type of person who takes off their blue hat and puts on a very specific type of red hat. Mm. And I don't have time for that. Well, it's Florida. 
I know. I don't have time for that. So I don't think about Tampa Bay fans. I know I one Tampa, good philosophy. I know like one dude who's a Tampa Bay fan because he's like the boyfriend of a friend of mine. And I will tell you that my friend and he David, was really nice. You met him. Yes. I will um I will tell you that my friend David did vote Trump. See? They take off their blue hats and they put on their red hats and that's just Tampa Bay fans. Now, that's a lot of hockey fans, let's be real. Tampa Bay as a team, I don't think they've gotten dirtier. I think that it's amplified because they extremely do not know how to play from down. And this is the kind mm-hmm. of it's the kind of thing you see with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You see it with the Vegas Golden Knights. And especially in um it was really bad in game 4 of the final last year with Vegas. But it was really bad in the game what night uh, Saturday night. They don't know how to play from down. So they start playing dirty. They start playing to hurt people. And that's not hockey. That's not how it should be. Well, it's interesting that you say that. Because um, another dollar in the dangle jar. There was a player, and now I can't remember who, um, a former player. The one who's all high on the concussion protocol stuff. What's his name? Um, Thank you. Was on the dangle podcast. And they were talking about it being a violent sport. This, that, and the other. And... And they, in particular, were talking about the code, the fighting code, and how, you know, fights that would have happened, you know, almost a calendar year ago, i.e. Pittsburgh with Zach Aston Reese. You know, you gotta, you gotta follow the code, and you gotta get Tom back for that awful hit a year later, because, So whatever. stupid. Yeah, and then what happened? And, so you have to pay Tom back for that, so now Jamie Alexiak has a concussion? That makes sense. Well... And but one of the one of the points he brought up was really interesting to me. He said, "This is how," and he said, "and it's going to take at least another ten years for the league to even start to change." He said, "because the players that are there now were taught the same way I was taught, and here's what we were taught: the way to win a game is to destroy the will of your opponent." So do it by scoring goals, not by hurting people. Well, scoring goal, not everybody can score a goal, but everybody can find ways to destroy the will of their opponent. Here are all the different ways you can do it. Like, I, and I don't agree with that philosophy at all, but knowing just that, hearing that sentence made so many things click in my head. Yeah. I mean, it does, I mean, it makes sense. It's just Tampa Bay, I really think it's just a case of them not knowing how to play from down because even against the devils in the playoffs last season, that one game where the devils started to run away with it, they got dirty. Say, I mean, yeah, I will always have a grudge against Tedman for spearing Nico. He's in the balls. Like it's not acceptable. Nope. Like you can't start playing. Like it's like you like, I'm trying to think now. I feel like I'm losing my mind. It's like what we would say about Brad Marchand is like he is a good player. He doesn't have to play dirty like that. And yet. And yet he enjoys it. And on some level, the reason why he enjoys it is because at some point he was rewarded for it. Yeah, because he used to not be as good a player. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. I mean, one could say the same thing about Tommy. I mean, we almost did earlier. Yeah, pretty much. All right. More questions. <laughs> Lindsay says, at what point will you be disappointed with the Caps season? Like, will it be a failure if they don't make it to the Eastern Conference final? 
Look, I mean, this is a team that everyone thought was going to miss the playoffs. So, like, remember, when I'd like to make it out of the first round. Yeah. Like, I think it would be a failure if we didn't I don't, at this point. I, it's just weird to me to think of our seat like a season in terms of a failure. You know who had a failure? The fucking Devils. You know who's not a failure? The Washington Capitals. You see? Yeah, I see, but I also see you going, this team sucks! Look. About both teams equally. Yeah, but one of them, it's true. (laughs) I know. From Lindsay. Why are so many players so endearing? Or why are so many Flyers players so endearing? Why? This is about Travis Konechny and Nolan Patrick and maybe Ivan Provorov and definitely Carter Hart and Claude Giroux. Actually, maybe about all the Flyers except for Radko Gudis. And Neuwirth. Because yeah, he's just not. But do we even Michael think about of glass. anymore? No. No, because we have Carter Hart. Damn, are we Flyers fans now? No, never. I think we are. I mean, we're fans of Flyers players. We are not fans of the Flyers. I don't know about that, Chief. Every year toward I the refuse. end. Every year toward the end of the season, we start rooting for the Flyers pretty hard. Yeah, but that's usually because we're scoreboard watching and it has to do with something that will benefit us. <laughs> it's true. I need the Flyers to lose tonight, by the way. Who are they playing? Dallas. Oh. Yes, then you do. The answer to why they're so endearing, well, mainly because they're children. They're babies. They're just little babies. Led by... And the reason Claude is so endearing is A, his gingerness, and B, his dog. Oh my god, the one goal the Flyers had was scored by Oscar Lindblom from Nolan Patrick. Wigwam! And Travis Konechny. Like, that's the ultimate in tiny child goals. Wigwam. Cam Talbot's in goal for them tonight. Really? Mm -hmm. That's interesting. I thought I saw that Zuccarello had two assists. He apparently does not. He only has one. Well, that's one more than he's had in a long time. That poor baby. He did not deserve this. Well. Carolina is shellacking the Leafs. Oh, no. Montreal. Dangle. Montreal is up four over Tampa Bay with ten to go in the third. Up four? Uh, Well, it's four-two. Oh. That's Detroit. Been up four. Sorry. It... <laughs> I have a fever. Leave me alone. Detroit okay. is 3-1. Over Pitt. Yep. With 7.40 in the third. Nice. Mm. We are getting what we want. Of course, Colorado's losing. Fuck the fuck, Colorado. To Edmonton. What the hell? They must have Varlamov in. They sure do. Yeah. Because Groovy wouldn't, wouldn't go out like Groovy that. Groovy would not go out like that. That's embarrassing. That's the Oilers. Anyway. Katie, speaking of stars, Katie said, how about them stars? Or Amy? Why are the stars like this? Why are the stars like this? Thank you. I had to, I had to, I had to find a tune that fit it. It came to me in the middle of the afternoon today. <laughs> Pending the outcome of the Flyers and Dallas. Man, the stars are like the Capitals. Why would they do it? The first time when they could try like four times. Dallas has eight shots on goal, by the way. Yipe! In the whole game? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! Why are the stars like this? I don't know. Um, Maybe somebody told them that like, if they put too many shots on goal, they'd have to eat the team cow. No! <laughs> That's just... Ooh, I only have Things that have to be redacted to say about Jamie Ben right now. Oh no. Speaking of the team cow. Whoops. Um, any thoughts on the PR and tickets for the Winter Classic? The players the stars picked for that. The Nashville season ticket holders being able to buy tickets before the stars season ticket holders. Winter Classic thoughts in general. I don't know to assuage the fact that we can't buy them for two weeks. 
Okay, so here's the thing. Is is our friend Katie a season ticket holder? She is not. All right. So here's what I found out when we did the Winter Classic here at Nats Park. You now, know, being a season ticket holder. I have pre-sale. I have Dallas Stars pre-sale for this. Oh. So that's covering me and Katie both. Okay. Because regular on sale is the 23rd. All right. What I found out is... That basically what they do in any of the winter classic venues, and I found this out from Tony and I trust Tony, is that they basically divide the seating up into thirds. A third of it is divvied out just for one team. A third of it is, you know, in this case, a third of it would go to Dallas, a third of it would go to Nashville, and a third of it belongs to the NHL. Okay. So that so they put the third of it to Dallas to sell, a third of it to Nashville to sell, and then a third of it for general on sale. Right. And they have to use that third first two season ticket holders. Okay. That's cool. And because then, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, I, I thought that that might be but, helpful. I mean, it's interesting. Well, I think that part of the sticking point was that it's in Dallas, but Nashville was getting first crack at it. But if it's different, if it's divided up in thirds anyway, then... Yeah, yeah, Doesn't it's matter. not it's not a free for all. Nice. To it's know. basically it's basically allotted that way. Hopefully we get lucky cuz we have to get um we have to get ADA seating because she's in a wheelchair. Oh, that's right. Um so I mean like we're fucking going. I know you're going. I'm I don't going. know if I'm going. But if you do decide you want to go, you're welcome to come with us. So, Katie's other question is how much about how much of a multiplier has Hagelin's presence put on the Caps horniness quotient? A bajillion. Like I don't know if you saw the gift. How much of a how much of a multiplier comes out of a air saxophone? Dude, I don't know if you saw the gift from yesterday where no. he was like, I don't know how to describe this other than pushed up on Andre Burakovsky. Oh yes, I did see that. Yes, now that like, you describe it that way. What? Hockey players are gay. I mean, you know what, though? He does have a multiplier, a quotient multiplier, whatever, on our Twitter likes. Because apparently when there's a picture that looks like he's got Chenandler stuffed in his backpack. Truly. I mean, his ass looked really good in that picture. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I feel Julie. Carl Hagelin is good looking, is what we're saying here. People. Yes. Our last question is from Brian. Okay. Um, With the this new- is a devil's question. Do I have... No, we retired, Brian no, asked. No, with the New Jersey Devils, he played 76 of oh. 144, so just over half. Brian texted me this before 8 o'clock this morning, by the way. With Boston, he has played 7 of 17, less than half. Will he play more than 50% of the games he's a Boston Bruin? He would have to reassign and stay healthy to do so. Further, why can't anyone take care of poor Marcus? And? Brian asked, reluctantly, why are the Bruins bad? They're... I mean, they're They've real. got Brad Marchand. You know what? I was going to come up with an actual reason, but I'll let that ride. Um, the <laughs> next time that we join you, we will be in the playoffs. Yeah, we will. Um, we don't know who we're going to be playing. We do not. Um, I would like for it to be Carolina. I mean, if the, the, out of the choices we have, yes, I will take um, Carolina. Apparently, a lot of people really want it to be Columbus, but, like, fuck Columbus. Why? I don't have time for that in my life right now. I want to see something different. I don't want to see the same playoffs as last season. I don't either. I mean, I don't want to see the Columbus Blue Jackets in the playoffs, but I think that's now a pipe dream. Come on, Montreal. Come on, Carolina. You can do it. They're both winning tonight, and Columbus did lose, so... Ooh. 
Boston doing good works for us. I mean... Carolina... I mean, like, Carolina is beating Toronto. Montreal is beating Tampa Bay. So... Woof! JoJo's little smiling face is right straight up on the front page of NinnyChill.com. <sighs> so, next time, we will be talking about the playoffs. I will maybe go try and play hockey again. Oh, that's right. That happened. I'm going to get my own gloves. Yes, because one thing we learned <coughs> this week, hockey gloves smell rank and horrible. And it was not Julie's fault. It's not that Julie smelled rank and horrible. Well, her I hands did. did after I she did wore after the rank and horrible the gloves. gloves. Yes. Um, they just, as a rule, smell rank and horrible. The only person who enjoyed it was Cozy. He well, thought he I... He eats dirt. He does eat dirt. And you're <laughs> Um, You can message us on Twitter at Pucker Up Podcast. You can send us an email at Pucker Up Cod. Pucker Up Cod. Yes. Pucker Up Cod. Um, <laughs> email us at puckeruppod at gmail.com and you can visit our website at puckeruphockey.com we also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash puckeruppodcast where you can get bonus content and live streams and videos of me finding pictures of Marcus Johansson taped up around my house at 8 o'clock in the morning woohoo <laughs> And, um, if, again, if you have any questions, if you have any topics you'd like to hear us cover, please let us know. If you don't, Or if you know of anybody that you think would make a good guest, yes, you'd be willing. If you know somebody or if you yourself are listening and you would like to be on the podcast, shoot us a DM. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us cover that we have not been covering, please let us know. We typically cover stuff that we see and we are interested in. So if you want to hear us talk about it, please let us know. We may not have seen it. Thank you for listening. Bye.